always get the thing we're most committed to. And so if you're not getting the thing you think you want, look and see what your actions are showing you. Welcome to the Empower, Create, Encourage podcast. I'm your host, Alessandra Guerra. Thank you for joining us today. Our special guest today is life coach Nancy Pickard. Today we talked about shadow beliefs and unconscious commitments. If you don't know what that means, then I'm glad you're here. Turn up the volume. I'm excited to share this experience with you. It's not their responsibility to keep or honor that boundary. Take ownership and say, okay, if they don't keep it, this is what I'm going to do regardless of what anyone else is doing. Yeah. You don't just set boundaries all over the place if you're not planning on keeping them. You can only set boundaries with other people that you're going to take action if they don't. There is a part in the question, though, that I, I just want to point out and make sure that we address. It says, sometimes I feel so overwhelmed by my job that it makes me feel dumb. That's what makes them want to quit. If that's what they're saying, then actually there's parts of the job that they don't understand. They may need a mentor. They don't want anyone to know that they don't know everything. Instead of being overwhelmed and wanting to quit, maybe you can find a mentor that you can ask how to do the things that you don't know. You shouldn't have to quit your job because there's parts to it that you don't know. Nobody knows everything. Figure out the parts that are actually making you feel dumb and then do the work to find out how to learn how to do the things that you don't know how to do. Don't be afraid to say you don't know something. I would rather work with somebody who would come to me and say, I don't know how to do this. Could you explain this to me? Because then I would know that my worker was going to know how to do it instead of making big mistakes because they really don't know it. Sometimes the overwhelm is a sign that there's something you need to learn to do more of or to do better. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you don't want to ask for help with your immediate people at your job, see if there's somehow you can get help outside of your job on the areas that you don't know. We don't need to know everything. <laughs> well, we don't. Like I, I work with a lot of CEOs, really powerful women that I have to convince you don't have to know everything. You're the CEO that's like being the general contractor. You just need to know how to delegate and how to hire the right people. And then you have to not pretend to those people that you've hired that you know everything they know. It's an issue to learn how to do that, to be able to say they don't know something because they feel unworthy as it is. So that just makes them feel more unworthy. Could we expound on that a little bit? The need to feel that you have to know everything or feeling dumb. Are there any shadow beliefs with that? No. Yeah. You stand up in class and you're seven or eight years old and or nine or 10, whatever. And you're asked to read a paragraph in the book and you read something and you say something wrong, and everybody laughs. Well, in an instant, you make a decision that you're stupid. And you have that belief for the rest of your life. You don't ask for what you need. You don't ask for help. You don't want anyone to know you're stupid. So you hide it, or you overcompensate by, you know, becoming an expert in a million things. But deep down inside, that wounded child still thinks she's stupid. So she gets this big job because she's done amazing work 
She is really brilliant in so many ways, but she still has that belief to hide that she doesn't know everything. In school, when kids make mistakes reading or they get a question wrong or they don't understand, they do get ridiculed for that. So it makes complete sense that then they would start to think, I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. I should be quiet. I shouldn't ask for help. I'm broken. I'm not good enough. I don't want anyone to know. So then you grow up and you get into boardrooms. You never share your thoughts. You never share your ideas. And then you get passed over in business because people think you don't have any ideas. But the reality is you do, but your shadow belief is keeping you from stating them. That actually works perfectly with the next specific example. (laughs) It says, I feel like I keep getting missed, picked last at work, school Mm -hmm. and dating. Why does that keep happening to me? I have a client whose belief is I will never be chosen. Now, doesn't that sound like this person's belief too? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. In this particular case, this was a girl and she had two older brothers. And one of the brothers was like really almost psychotic. Everything was about him. Even if he did things that were bad to my client, the parents would be like, oh, poor him, poor him. Let's feel sorry for him. And so she always felt like she was never chosen. Then she grows up and she bottom feeds guys because she only wants guys that like, of course, are going to want her because they're so low on the totem pole that they'd be happy for anybody. Or she will date anybody who wanted to date her because her belief was that, you know, she would never be chosen. So if somebody actually chose her, she'd go out with them. She would just feel like I'm so lucky to be chosen. Women will say, why do I keep dating the same guy over and over again, over and over again? It's because of your beliefs. You're attracting the same guy over and over again. You want a different guy. You have to change your beliefs first. You have to change the way you feel about yourself. You have to change that belief that I will never be chosen or I'm not worthy of being chosen or I'm not worthy of love. If you think you're never going to be chosen, that's all you're going to see. You're going to be wearing a lens, like a pair of glasses that says I'll never be chosen. And you actually go out of your way to do things to make that belief come true. We go out of our own way to make that belief come true. What? That makes so much sense to me, but it is so self-destructive. It creates these cycles where we're stuck in a negative feedback loop. Nancy, what would be the opposite belief of I'm not chosen? Is doing your inner work, changing your beliefs, and then knowing you are worthy of being chosen. And then instead of going out with guys that are really not right for you, you start to attract men that are right for you. I'm still working with my clients. It's fun for me. And you know? I'm like, all right, so what about, <laughs> let me hear about this guy. You know, every date, every guy's got a name. Like, let me know about couch guy and let me know about this guy. And, you know, and we'll discuss it. <laughs> and so I'm literally, I stay with these women. Like, it's so funny. I've hit like four or five of these women who I've stayed with until they're married and, you know, on their way. The whole concept that we see the world through specific lens and that's what comes true for us. That's absolutely fascinating to me. What are some actionable steps that we could take to prove that we're worthy of being chosen? You could go online dating. You could only attract men or write to men or respond to men that look like they're worthy. 
and you have to start again, you have to start with you. If you don't think you're worthy, you're not going to attract men that think you're worthy. So it kind of comes down to even if you do start to date, you have to be able to make yourself a priority. You have to have an opinion. You have to say what you want and, and stick to it. Be a powerful woman in your own right. You have to love yourself and that has to exude out so that you will then be chosen. And so, I mean, I'd love to tell you it's a one and done kind of quick answer for you, but the reality is it's an inside job and it starts with you. When I first start working with women that need to be, want to be in a relationship, I ask them not to date for like a month or two. Let's just work on you. Let's clean up some of these beliefs. Those are the actionable steps that you have to start with. You have to start working with the beliefs of why you think you shouldn't, you are not chosen and then change who you are and let that exude out. And then you'll start to attract a better quality human being because you are worthy. It was funny because when my trauma counselor first suggested it back in 2019, he looked at me and he said, I want you right now to write down the reasons why you're going to do the dating fast because there's going to come a time where you're going to want to break this fast and you will need to remember why you are why committed you to this. this. <laughs> and yeah. then he said, Ali, no, it's you true. can't go ahead. And while you're on the dating fast, you can't flirt with guys. <laughs> you want to, <laughs> you can't, you can't flirt with guys and then be like, why are they asking me out on a date? I just don't understand. He's like, no, the purpose of this dating fast is for you to build your relationship with yourself, with God and positive, healthy relationships with men platonically. So no flirting. So it took a lot of commitment. It took a lot of commitment to go on the dating fast, but it felt amazing afterwards because it liberated that need of, Hey, am I going on dates to validate certain things? Am I asking men to fulfill these needs that I have? How can I look inside myself and fulfill these own needs for myself? It was very empowering. I've never actually called it a dating fast, but I love that. I haven't heard that term before. It's great, but it is what I do. And I say to them, it's short-lived girls. I'm going to get you back there. <laughs> short-lived. <laughs> it just requires a bit of discipline. Yeah, it does. But you know what? It's so empowering. It's like you stop binging. It's like you're turning off the TV or no TV for a month, like in the, or no alcohol for a month. Like the first couple of days might be really hard and then it's great. You don't even miss it. So it's the same kind of thing. You get to work on you. And that's such an important thing to do. It's the most important thing to do. You've got this old house and you're going to renovate the whole house. But before you can renovate it, you got to knock it down. You got to clean out the walls and sweep it all out and get all the plumbing and the electrical out there. And then clean slate, you're going to rebuild it. And this time it's going to be stronger and healthier. And when it's all rebuilt, you can move in and you're good to go. Oof, it does feel so much better. In the end, we were in a session and he was like, Ollie, it's time for you to start dating. And I was like, but I'm enjoying the fast. And he's like, no, no, no. Like good time to actually go and create the love that the you work want in. now. Yeah. yeah, go do that. Yeah. You've got the tools now. Go create the love that you want. You can do it. And yeah. it was so fun. It's great. I really love that. Yeah, the same thing happened with my one client that I had taken off dating. 
and we were working on her business for like months. And then finally, one day I realized like, wait a minute, she isn't, she hasn't mentioned dating. It's been like six months. And that was like working for her. That was one of the main things that we really did need to work on. We needed to get her to a place where she believed she was worthy of love and she was, you know, worthy of being chosen. And so we kind of like one day, I just finally was like, well, wait a minute. We haven't even gone back to talking about that. It's time we bring that back in to this program. Now it's like all working. We're on all levels. (laughs) Sometimes you do need your coach or trauma counselor to be like, hey, 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 we should probably start making some progress in this other area. Let's pay attention to it. I forgot about that area, but (laughs) we're bringing that area back in right now, you know? (laughs) I love the way that you've answered these questions. It's been so insightful. I had a couple questions of myself, but they've been answered just by you talking so naturally. So I guess the last one that hasn't been answered yet is what is a shadow self and what role does that play in our lives? The shadow self is really the parts of yourself that you're not aware of. One of the ways it shows up is in disowned qualities. So there are qualities that we have disowned in ourself, but there's no quality in anybody that's not in any, everybody. What happens though, is that the parts of ourselves that we don't see, the universe brings us those people by letting us be triggered. When you start to get triggered by somebody, you get to say, hmm, what's the quality in that person that is triggering me the most? So for me, I used to like hate, 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 hate when people were late. It would make me crazy or lazy, like lazy, liar, and being late, those were things that really triggered me to death because I didn't see those qualities in me at all. And, you know, I'm a triathlete and a marathon runner and da, 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 da. Like I'm a, a personality. And so lazy was just not on my list, but I had to own back the word. I had to see where in my life am I lazy? Because honestly, once I, when I first started to do this work, I couldn't own lazy at all, but without a lot of work, oh my God, yeah, I can be lazy. Like if the word exercise is not in it, I can be really lazy. Like if I go to the grocery store and I can't park close by, half the time I'll be like, forget it, I'll go another time. Hello, just park the car at the end and walk. But no, that didn't work for me. But I might have just jogged 10 miles. So it's like that. Or I can binge, I can sit and watch four episodes of something I'm watching. That's lazy. What you have to do is you have to own back the qualities. You have to see where in your life you've been that because you could basically always come up with something. It may not look the same. What was the gift in it? Then you go out and you try to do that. Like that would be an action step. I would say, all right, I want you to go out this week and do something that's really lazy. Or I want you to tell a lie to somebody Or I want you, you know, whatever it is that you're not owning, because see, once you own it back, then the universe can stop bringing you people to show you that. And so you become way less reactive. The more qualities you own back that you didn't own, the less reactive you become and like a more calm human being, the less fighting you're doing, the less getting triggered you are. It's actually a great exercise. You could do almost a whole session on disowned qualities, but basically your shadow self 
are the parts of yourself that you don't see, but other people do see or could see. So taking ownership of these qualities that we may not particularly like, but accepting them and saying, okay, I have this, I am showing this quality in this way, that will allow us to stop summoning mirrors that attract those qualities in our lives. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And stop attracting people into your life that have those qualities. Like when I was dating and I was doing this work, I actually could see the quality of the guy getting better. I was attracting men that had less and less of the qualities that I didn't want. My partner now, he doesn't trigger me in any of the things that used to trigger me because I owned those back. So we share very similar qualities. It's not like we never fight, but it's very different. It's a way less reactive. That's what you want. Do you think that that's because when we don't own those qualities and we're not taking ownership, we need more opportunities for growth. And so we're just going to constantly keep getting them like a cycle until we finally make peace with that and heal that. And then there's some sort of resolution or what yeah, do you exactly. think? Exactly. Exactly. It's like, picture yourself with all these live wires sticking out of your body. And each one is a quality, you know, I'm pretty, I'm smart, I'm unattractive, I'm unlovable, I'm lazy, I'm a liar, I'm graceful, whatever. Every quality that you know you possess has a little rubber tab on the end. So when you come across other people that have those same qualities, you don't get triggered. But every single quality that doesn't have a tab on it is a live wire. And when you come across somebody that has it, you get a shock. So the work is to get as many covers on your qualities as you can. So you stop getting into fights and arguments and stop getting so super annoyed by people because you didn't own those qualities yourself. That's a great analogy, Nancy. I really like that. Thank you. You're welcome. We've answered. (laughs) (laughs) We've answered most of the questions. We got more, but then this episode would be very, very long. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you the questions that I ask every guest that comes on. Okay. What is something you've empowered yourself to do that has improved the quality of your life? I say yes to everything I'm afraid to do. I get asked to build a course. I get asked to be a speaker. I get asked to be an author in a big event. Every single thing that I really would like to run in the opposite direction and say, oh, please, this is just, I'm not that big or I'm not that this, I'm not that that. Anything that would trigger my imposter syndrome, I do. Wow. That's beautiful. What do you tell yourself to help yourself do that? That whatever I'm afraid to do, when I get on the other side, I will be that person. So like I built this course for um, Jen Connect You. Now it's being sent to um, LinkedIn Learning. When they first asked me to do it, I thought, oh no, that's, no, that's bigger than I am. And then I said to myself, no, this is like such an amazing opportunity and gift from the universe. You say yes. Because when you do it, you will then be that person who does, who's done it. You are now that person. So I am now a course creator for Gen Connect You and hopefully LinkedIn Learning. Wow. That's so powerful. Thank you. So what is something that you would like to empower others to do to improve the quality of their lives? 
I think that you have to understand that nobody is fearless. People don't wait to be in a fearless state to do what they need to do. People who are successful are just more comfortable with being uncomfortable. They're okay having their fears, but taking their fear by the hand and moving forward. Go for short-term discomfort instead of long-term discomfort. Step out of your comfort zone, take fear by the hand, and you go. What words of encouragement would you give to people who feel afraid to take those steps, who feel afraid to step out of their comfort zones? You have to chunk it down. You have to prove to yourself step by step that you can do it. You want to run a marathon, you start with one mile. You want to lose 50 pounds, you start with five pounds. You want to get into a relationship, you start working on yourself, and then you get on one app. It's literally, you don't go for the end game, you go for the small, actionable steps, one on top of another, till you get where you're going, and you just step in. All of the angst and the drama and the anxiety and the fear dissipates the moment you step in. So simple and so profound. I think people think that everyone else is braver than they are, and it's not true. It's just that other people have learned to take their fear with them and move forward. That's all it is. I promise you, that's all it is. Wow, that's very deep. I really like that. The purpose of the podcast is to empower individuals to improve the quality of their lives. And my dream with it is to let people know that they are capable and empowered to create the reality that they want, the love that they want, the world that they want. What is a reality that you want to create in your life, Nancy? I want LinkedIn learning to take my course. (laughs) (laughs) I hope by the time this airs, it's actually happened. I play around a lot with balance. A big part of my life is balancing work and play and making sure that self-care is like my number one thing that I take care of myself. And that's one of the ways that I prove to myself how much I love myself. I'm big on self-care, putting myself first and making myself a priority. It's like putting a mask on, on the airplane, because then I have whatever I need left over to help other people and to take care of everyone else where I used to be this like amazing people pleaser, you know, do everything for everybody. And now I have learned to balance it so much better and so much healthier. I'm so grateful for you because you're a light. You are working with so many people to help them move from their disempowering beliefs or their shadow beliefs. I love that term. Now I'm going to use it all the time. (laughs) Their shadow beliefs and bringing it from their subconscious to their consciousness so that they can consciously create what they want. Right. I think that's so admirable. So thank you for doing that. You're very welcome. I also want to celebrate you because you will have LinkedIn learning, accept your gen connect you course. And we will celebrate that the next time we're together recording about relationships. Okay, great. I hope that's true. I'm putting it, it will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, I have one last little tip for your, for your listeners. Yes. Please. I put 1111 on my alarm. So it goes off every day at 1111 AM. Cause I'm not up at 1111 PM. And when it goes off, I stop what I'm doing and I close my eyes and I manifest one thing that I want and I picture it 
like I've already got it and how grateful I am for having it. And then I feel the feelings that I feel now that I have it. And I stick with the one thing, whether it's a week or six months until I get it before I move on to something else. Wow. That's so profound. I love the 1111 wish. I've never done it to the degree that you've just shared. And I'm going to try. I'm not going to try. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I'm going to manifest yeah, you what I want for your, a week. You got to put it on your app, on your phone. So it comes every day. And it, you know, a lot of times it comes at like a bad time. I could be on the pickleball, <laughs> pickleball court and, and or skiing or whatever I'm doing, but I do it. I stop and I sometimes quicker than others, but I do it. It's worked miracles for me. I like that you just said that it doesn't always come at a good time and that you still choose to prioritize it because you want your dreams to come true. And I think it just shows that you are actively doing whatever it is that you can to make your dreams come true. I think sometimes I personally fall into the trap of being like, I want X, but I'm not willing to do what I need to do to get X. (laughs) There's no action steps I'm taking to get X. I'm taking like two or three action steps, but X requires like 10. And it's like, but I really want it. I'm doing two or three things. So it's like, hmm, I need to be doing just a little bit more. Yeah, I say I want X, but what I'm experiencing is Y. Yes. Yep. Will you say that just one more time for the listeners? Because that was so profound. I say I want X, but what I'm experiencing is Y. We always get the thing we're most committed to. And so if you're not getting the thing you think you want, look and see what your actions are showing you because you are getting the thing you're most committed to. So you need to uncover what that is and change it so that the thing you're most committed to is what you say you want. Wow. You are incredible. I love your mind, Nancy. I'm so in awe of it. Thank you. Nancy, where can people connect with you? Well, you know, I'm on everything. I'm on social media, Nancy Picard, Life Coach on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Um, My website is nancypicardlifecoach.com. And then everything is there. There's a free chapter to my book. There's um, my courses. There's doing a free discovery call with me. Everything is on my website. Everyone go check out her website and go connect with Nancy. She sounds incredible. I'm going to link all her details in our, in our show credits, whatever it's called the summary. I'm going to put all her contact info there so you can check her out. I have a code that I don't know if I gave you for this course that I have. We have a 20% discount code for anybody who listens to your podcast. And the code is BBB success with a capital S, but if I haven't sent you that, I'll send you the information on that course. Thank you so much. And I will post that information in the photo creds. Nope. That's not what it's called. Whatever the summary for the show is called. I will post it there. Show Show notes. notes. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even have a podcast. (laughs) You would think by season three, I would have learned the term. (laughs) Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll email it to you. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Nancy. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. It was great. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. Take care. Remember that formula she gave us. If you say, I want X and I'm experiencing Y, if X and Y are not the same things, then you likely have a shadow belief. 
and an unconscious commitment to that belief. Read the show notes to connect with Nancy and check out the discount code below. Subscribe, share with a friend, and join our community on Instagram under at empower.create.encourage. There are so many things I want to share with you. Remember, you can create the life, the love, the reality, and the world that you want. I believe in you. Oh, thank you.